They don't know, they don't know. Uh -huh. I can tell them, I can tell them what to go, what to go. Uh -huh. I can even, even tell them what I know, what I know. Uh -huh. I can tell them I done did this stuff before. Woo! I can tell them. Yo, 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 what's going on, my people? You are rocking with the No Compromise crew. I am your boy G1, AKA Graf, AKA Dafferty. David is my original name, and I got a dope heavy crew with me today. We got one of my mans I've been trying to get on for like the past month, man. This brother got a lot to say. Um, Y'all gonna see in a minute. It's my boy Jared. Yo, Jared, what's good, brother? All right, what's going on, man? Good to see you, bro. Glad we could link up, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. He's straight out of Houston. So we got mm -hmm. so we got my other boy, Extra Bad News. What up, big homie? What's going on? Extra Bad News from the BX. Right. <laughs> Kakalaki. <laughs> yes, indeed. And staying alone on the East Coast side, we got my boy Nux. We got Corey. I ain't going to say his last name, but Nux. Um, <laughs> you represent, man. What up, Nux? Hey, 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 what's going on, y'all? It's Nux, a.k.a. Corey, a.k.a. I-G-We-R-E-C-O. But you can call me whatever you want. Just make sure you call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, fellas, I mean, so, along with discussing, we be talking we talking about the, the, the history of policing, and, um, and we just got a series of questions and concerns. And, um, you know, as all as black men, you know, we've all had a hand in with the police. And actually the police, man, the policing started from slavery. You know, they were, they, they were, um, they were called the paddy wagons or the, the night watchers, you know, and those night watchers, they were supposed to watch the slaves at night or watch over the territory and the interests of the slave owners to make sure these slaves that was held enslaved against their will to make sure that they wouldn't escape. And if they would, they would capture them, bring them back to the slave owner, but also be beaten um, severely. You know what I'm saying? And there was even this, um, this, this, this document after documents of slaves who escaped so much that they had to, you know, bring uh, Congress had to pass the law called the Fugitive Slave Act to where a slave owner can cross over the state lines to capture a slave and bring them back, you know? So, I mean, given the fact that, you know, you've had the, 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 the government that was involved with slave with um uh, uh policing and it was just the institution so laws was enforced in the same way that laws are enforced on black people now by police the stopping and frisking the harassment the killing on the spots uh, or the so-called accidental killings i have a question for you guys fellas should we trust the police Y'all want me to jump in or y'all yeah, want to go anybody around? Anybody could jump in. Okay. Um, absolutely not. We should never trust the police. So, because they don't trust us. When, mm -hmm. they, when my first encounter with police officers, 
is very aggressive. They come at you. You're already guilty before they even reach the car. They already, they come up to you with their car, with their hand on their gun. They looking at you. They're already aggressive. You can't ask any questions back. There's no dialogue. You try to ask, hey, what happened in a respectful manner? And you're getting them being aggressive or them even saying, shut up. Or them even coming at you aggressively saying, just do what I tell you to do. And they already have their hand on a gun expecting you not to comply or them expecting to shoot you. So, and then when they do do that, there's no transparency. If there's no video around, then that usually gets swept under the rug. Um, your word, no matter, they dig up everything about the person who is no longer can defend himself, the person who's dead. Right. They dig up everything about you mm-hmm. and everything that you've done in your life. If you take a picture with your middle finger up, all of a sudden now, they consider you a thug and you deserve to die. That's a fact. From that one little picture. Yeah, so, yeah. no, we cannot trust them until we have uh, where people start digging up. How many shootings has this officer been involved in? We don't know those questions. Um, how has the officer impacted the community? What is this officer about? Until we start asking those questions, then we can't trust the police. Because right now, it's any person who's black that's dead, people feel like they deserve it. Right. They did something. No, they were going to do something in the future. Or my America has never felt sad, really, about a black man being dead. And I believe that because their actions, because it continues to show. Every single week, every single day, every single month, year after year, they show you someone who dies. Even George Floyd, people watched that and was horrified, right? Right. How long did that? Now that's starting to rub off now. People are starting to are over it. They don't want to hear about it anymore. They watched that man get his knee, get get killed. And people just was like, oh, wow, I never knew that people actually did that. What harm was he doing? Now, you got a whole bunch of people now saying about the next shooting that came out that this person deserved it. So we can't trust police until there's transparency on both sides. Until we start asking questions about the officer who did the shooting first and questioning their mind and questioning should they be an officer. Instead of questioning a person who's dead and saying, hey, was he a thug? Was he a gangbang? Was he this and that? Mm -hmm. Why are we already assuming that person is bad, but not assuming the person who killed him bad? So no, we cannot trust them until it's equal on both sides. Wow. Wow. What do you think, fellas? Can we trust the police? Not at all. So I just feel we can't be trusted one that like they feel like they're in power. And to me, to be honest, most of most respect, I got family members that's cops. They doing the right, right thing. But I feel like those who are cops, most of them is punks. They used to get bullied in school. You know, used to get teased. So they feel they need to feel like they need to be one up on everybody. So I feel most of the people who make these dumb acts, be one of the ones that's like retaliating. Yeah, like this, this kid used to crack jokes on me in school and I, I was skinny and I was a punk. Now let me work out now and I'm tough and now I got this gun. I could now all the you know, trauma they had back then, now they lashing out on others. That's, there's some of them. But like, I had a condom, my first condom, I was in um about 17 years old. I walked through the bomb, um, walking through from the basketball court to my crib Two cops just grabbed me for no reason. Threw me in the back, trying to poke me with the knife stick, like on my ribs, whatever, and threw me by um by the gas station by your crib. They're like, you're walking to 33rd. It's random. I'm like, yo, I just came from hooping. 
Yeah. Since then, I was just like, just had, like, yo, it was like this. I'm not safe at all. Like, if they, you just randomly grab a child that's playing basketball to the crib, you poking them up and all that, I'm hooping. I got basketball shorts on. I'm sweating. So it obviously looked like I wasn't doing nothing. Right. Just grab me up, throw me in the back of the car, start poking me in, in the rib with the, the nice thick glasses. She's like, excuse me, laughing like that. Like, throw, throw me out the car. Like, you're walking on 43rd. Like, what? I'm running to the crib. I'm nervous now. I'm panicking. So every time I see a, a cop, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on right now. Wow. But those, I had, it's like one or two cops that I really respect. Use the ball with the homeboy. Homeboy. Use the corner mobile cop. Mm. They're like tall, tall white dude. I was like, okay, it's some that's cool, but, but there's a lot that's not. I mean, from like on the bench, sitting down. Let me see your ID. For what? From me sitting down on the bench, you getting searched because we sitting down just being us. Man, they're not. They can't be just that low, man. What about you, Knox? Hear me? Yeah, yeah, you good. Can't be chip. They can trust to be exactly who they are. Untrustworthy. You know? Um you give, as I was saying, uh, you give people control or power that can have power once upon a time, of course they abuse it. And the same breath we have to recognize that these same people are not from our neighborhoods. So the things that we are that are the yo, yo Nux, you kinda of breaking up a little bit. You guys you hear me now? Yeah, Better? I can hear you, but yeah, your, your, you was going um your volume was going in and out. Is it now? So it's still doing the same thing? Oh, you straight now. Still doing the same? Oh, okay. Um, where, where, where did I stop at? Um, oh, again, these people are not, these people are not from a neighborhood. So the things that's, that's normal to us is not normal to them. They, they fear it. They're, they're afraid of it. Right. So, um, so yes, we can trust them. We can trust them to, to, to not operate in our favor. You know, we can trust them to, to, to be aggressive with us. You know what I'm saying? We can trust them to not understand what we got going on, or or trust them to care, not care about what we have going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that that that's that's my trust for uh, police. And I don't know if I told this story on here once upon a time, but my first encounter with police is uh, my homeboy uh, BJ got me my first job. So I get my first check. I'm walking around with my tire in my pocket for like a week. I didn't buy anything. I'm walking around with my tire in my pocket. I'm 15 years old. Um, I got $150 in my pocket, in my left pocket, and I got condoms in my right pocket. Wasn't mistaken, nobody, but I was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm walking down the street, and um, I'm walking with uh, my my two homeboys. My One of my officers is walking next to me. The other one is walking behind me. And the cops pull us over, like, hey, what's going on here, y'all? Everything is okay? Between me and my homeboy, they're talking together. We're like, yeah, we good. Like, what's up? He's like, yo, he's bothering y'all, talking about my homeboy that's walking behind us. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, we good. Like, this is my man, like, we good. So he was like, all right, let me search you. First you want to see if I'm good, but now you want to search me? All right, whatever, man. He searches me, you know what I mean? He's like, all right, it's out of trouble. He keeps, I tap my own pockets. Cause, you know, anytime you, know, you get searched or whatever, you, you know, feel like something gonna be missing. But this time it was true. He robbed me. $150 in my left pocket and took my cons in my right pocket. That's like, crazy. How I know that is because I was walking around with it for like the whole week. So no way it fell up my pocket or wasn't there when I left, whatever. So he took it and they back in the car. Like, hey, everything okay here? Like, what's going on? I was like, oh, what are you doing, man? I just did this three months ago. And partner goes, oh, the condom kit. Wow. He was wow. like, oh, all right, man, y'all be safe. Got in this car the door. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can trust them. Trust them be untrustworthy. You know what I mean? I don't trust the police, man. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because around here in my neighborhood where I'm at now, um, when I first moved around here, we didn't have any cops living in the neighborhood. I used to, and during that time, you know, my son, he got his little, his little job. He go down, he take the garbage out for one of the elderly men in my building. I used to let him, you know what I'm saying? My son is, my son is, a, he's 12 now, but he was 11 and he would walk with my daughter. Now that there's a cop that lives in our neighborhood. Now, nobody even knows what this guy looks like. He's he's barely out. I've seen him before. I've seen him. And, um, you know, he's a black dude, whatever. When the, my first time seeing this cop, I was watching, I was at the uh, uh, the vacuum, vacuuming my car. He mean grilled me. He had his vest on, police outfit on, like he's mean grilling me. And I'm like, what's, what's wrong with this? Now, a new, now, well, all of us being from New York, that's that don't, you know, when someone is mean grilling you, your first instinct is like, yo, what's wrong with him? What's good with you? Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what's wrong with this dude? He got invited into the police car, drove off. I see him again. I'm like, oh, he live around here. So I'm like, yo, now that this cop lives around here, I'm not letting my son walk to the garbage by himself anymore. Like he's not walking to the because my son is not going to be a Tamir Rice where you think his garbage bag was a was an AK-47 and so you're just mm -hmm. going to release you know what I'm saying like that's I'm like that's not going to happen so I don't even allow my son to walk to the garbage by himself anymore even with my daughter I'm like nah I'll walk with you so he has to get the garbage from downstairs bring it upstairs I'll walk with him later on there was another time I was at a car wash, vacuuming again. I see a a, 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 a cop over there, he's watching this car. So my son is like, hey dad, you want me to take the mat over so I can vacuum it? And I was like, yeah, 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 go ahead. But then I thought I looked over there. I'm like, hold on, that's a police car right there. Now the policeman didn't even look like he was worried about me. Like he was just in his own world, just washing the car. But just off of the fact of knowing how they are, when they see black children, when they see black people, period, I was like, oh no, I called my son right back. Like, nah, 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 I'll take it over. You know? And it's like, that's the type of mistrust that they gained with me. It was gained through traumatization. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of trauma. 
And I mean, do you guys feel like there are any, there's any such thing as a good cop? People always say, well, every cop is not like that. And some people say every cop is like that. Is there anything, any such thing to you guys as a good cop or good cops? There, there is, there is, there is a such thing as a good cop, but they're relevant to this conversation because the good cop is like an invisible man. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. Wow. So the good cops, like, I don't, I don't care for anybody to talk to me about them because when all this bad stuff is happening for years and years and years, where are they at? Right. How come right. in any of those videos, I don't see a cop saying, hey, what are you doing when, when they're about to shoot somebody? All those cops all be complicit. They all be down with it. And they all be watching somebody get choked out with Eric Gardner and just sit there and look at it. So those good ones, they're just never around when you need them. Wow. So they are, they are good cops, but a lot of them are silent because they realize they're stuck in the institution and they can't say anything. If they say something, they're gonna be, they're gonna be targeted. Their kids are gonna be targeted. Their pension is gonna be targeted. Everything that they're working for is gonna be targeted. So they just keep their mouth shut and just move on. And I feel like slavery, people say that slavery doesn't affect us. What is slavery? I keep telling people, what does slavery do to us? It got people in that mode of we're supposed to keep our kids docile. We're supposed to be docile. Right. Even when they're afflicting trauma on us, beating right. us up, pushing us up. We have to be the ones that's always in control. Right. We can't ever show our emotion and lose control and want to fight back and do something. Right. As soon as we do that, we're guilty. Like this kid that just got murdered in Minnesota. He's like fighting back. We don't know what was happening. He could have been like, okay, why are y'all arresting me for this? Like, y'all stopped for a trial violation, y'all arresting me. He gets antsy because he's thinking, okay, I've seen people comply and get murdered. Right. So what do you do? Right. So obviously, we don't know what's going through his mind. I don't get mad and say, well, why, why he just didn't do that? People say, why did you do that? You, you don't know until you're in that position. Right. You don't know. Somebody can come up to you and try to rob you. And next thing you know, you're giving up the jewels and they still pop you. And then and you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So a lot of times people watch these videos and it traumatizes us further. Slavery has made us into where we have to be docile in order to be able to be able to be looked at as innocent. If we're not docile, our kids was getting murdered in slavery, right? If we wasn't right. teaching our kids to listen to people, our kids would be murdered or we would be murdered. And it's the same thing that's happening to today. So I believe that we have to change our mentality and our thinking. That's a fact. And we have to change our mentality and thinking and saying, when we see that stuff happen, we got to ride on it. We got to say in our minds, we cannot allow people to be treated like that. And we just go along with it. And the reason why I say that this podcast and this what you're doing is needed is because we need people to get together and have the same mind frame. I'm not saying we go out here and we start doing anything violent against people, but right. we need to be able to hold these people down and accountable. Right. Martin Luther King died dead broke. Malcolm X's family died dead broke. Why didn't we pick up that and make sure they live good? Right. We don't support each other. This person that person that just got murdered, everybody in the community, everybody who's mad, we should all be taking up and making sure that these people don't don't continue to happen. We go to them and make sure they push those laws 
to get stuff in place, to take away qualified immunity from these cops. Because if we go after their pension, and we go right. after their lifestyle and what they're doing, I guarantee they will think more about just blasting people and then getting away with it. And then having the city, why is Minnesota paying millions to George Floyd's family? No, that should come out the officer who was on his neck pension. Yep. Take his bread. That's a fact. We gotta be, we gotta, I got a job as a manager at Target, right? If I do something crazy at Target, they fire me. Mm-hmm. If you do something crazy at your job, they fire you. Why is it that the cops is the only people in the world who get immunity from anything? They don't, they get to kill people and get to just stay home and get paid? Where they do that at? What type of job do you have when you get to murder somebody? You can't even talk to somebody crazy now there at the job and keep your job. Right. But you get to murder people and get to just sit there and still get paid while we do an investigation on you. And then most likely the time, they don't bring charges against you. You get to go about or you get fired and you go right down the road to another precinct and get hired again. Like the mm-hmm. Tamir Rice cop. Right. He was fired and they was told him he was he should not be an officer. He went right down the road and became a cop, then went right out and killed Tamir Rice. Yep. Like this is what we're dealing with. Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy. What you think, Ty? Is there such thing as good cops, bad cops? Yes or no? I'm going to part in the yes, because I, like I said, I have family that that are got cops, and I feel sorry for them, because those be the ones that sometimes get the backlash. Like, I'm just here trying to provide for my family. And I got people cursing at me. You know, they got people, like, throwing stuff at their car, you know, grilling them, talking to them with an attitude. Like, I'm just trying to do my job, but it's being that have so much bad cop it's like you're guilty by association uh-huh and so it's like sometimes people tend and the, the people who actually you know so-called good cops ones that be in the office they don't gotta worry about them they get to sit back well let them go through the walls and let them deal with everything i'm good but you know but the, the people who are actually trying to do their job is the one that gets the backlash sometimes they end up turning to be all right cool i'm gonna give you what you want you want to be this backup all right cool i'm gonna give you what you want now I'm just trying to support my family. Y'all forced me, y'all forced my hand. So yes and no at the same time, but there's a lot of people who tend to be in a job because they feel like they need to be empowered. They need to have control. They don't, sometimes they don't feel, you know, they don't feel like they have it all and they don't have the one up on somebody. You know, it's easy to fight for somebody from a distance. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have it, you know, exchange with somebody, you know, sometimes people pick to just foul. I don't gotta put my hands on you. I don't gotta worry about getting flipped out, whatever. So I'm just gonna shoot you. Mm-hmm. Another way to go. Y'all not trained to kill. Y'all can't train to protect. And y'all not getting attacked. Y'all attacking us. So what kind of training y'all have? Combat. When somebody actually put their hands on you, you gotta restrain them, whatever. And if they just doing this, that's not in y'all training. I right, would gonna tell you, all right, cool. If they put their hands up, you just grab them. That's not in y'all training. Only if they actually try to physically try to grab you back, yeah, you have to do, you have to do because you got to go back home to your family. But y'all so quick to try to, one person could grab a dude, the next to you have like 15 other cops jumping on, it's the only one person out of like 15 of y'all. Like, why? Y'all wasn't trained to do that. We got jumping on y'all trainer all at once, we try to train y'all one by one? Nah. So it's like they basically train them to kill. Like they brainwashed them. People be, didn't have a fight in their life. Not even a slap box. Mm-hmm. But you become a cop, whatever, all of a sudden you want to be all this tough, you lift weights, whatever, and drink just whatever you drink for training, whatever, and all of a sudden 
Now y'all big and tough. Y'all got the best talking to each other different. Y'all talk with attitude. You know, y'all got your chest up. Y'all feel like y'all could, yo, what's, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, you skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just put you in between the lockers. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to hear, try to you know, harass people. No one's just not your job because you know you have backup. Won't be doing that by yourself. You either have backup, mean home, meaning people, or you have backup. Weapon. So sometimes they just train police to just be an animal. I'm sorry for those who actually are, are cops and doing the right thing, but y'all train most of y'all to be animals. The same way if you put a punk with a pistol, they're gonna feel empowered. So now they're gonna go outside and start talking to people different. Right. Anything they need to like, what? What what, what, what you said? Because they got they know what they got. And it's easy to withdraw somebody. That's the easiest, that's the easiest way to win a fight. So I understand, I understand you got family in um uh, in law enforcement, and I respect that. You know what I mean? It's not wrong with that. But what, what I mean by invisible is they don't have a voice to, to to say anything, to say anything or speak out because it's their job and their bread. And I understand that. So that's what I mean. It's not a word I'm saying that they going out and they doing the same thing. I'm not lumping them in. I'm saying what happens is when they go out into that field and they go out into that force, they have that badge on. Yeah. They have to pretty much be like one of the people that they with. And they get lumped in with everybody else because they might not do it themselves, but they're not stopping anybody from doing it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they see situations just like we do. We grow, we both grew up, we all grew up in the hood. We've right. seen certain friends of ours sell drugs, do crazy things and do even worse things that we That's knew that the they time. was doing. We hung out with them, we hung out with them and chill with them. We said, I'm not doing that. Right. At the same time, but I'm saying they we knew what they was doing. And we was like, I'm not doing any of that, but that's what they was doing. And sometimes we try to talk to them about it, but for the most part, based on who the friends were, we knew there ain't wasn't no changing them. That's just what they was just doing. So I feel like the cops are in that same situation. They tell us, hey, we need to snitch and we need to tell, we need to do all this stuff and that, right? I don't believe in that. I believe if I'm if, I, if somebody kills my family, I want somebody to turn this person in. Right. We got to get out of that whole no snitching thing. It should it should it exists in the police department too. They believe that that blue code of silence, it's the same thing as the people that they chasing. Right. It's all the same thing. They chase the criminals and they get mad when they don't tell on their on their criminals what they're doing. But when somebody gets murdered, the cops they don't want to tell either. So it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same scenario. They both stuck in that type of world where they're not going to turn on people who's doing wrong and tell them just because they're not. They're just going to stay out of it. So in turn, they're not the problem, but they're not going to help you solve the problem. They're just going to stay out of it altogether. And I believe we have to draw the line and get everybody in when everybody stops getting fed up um, and says, okay, I'm going to try to fix this. That's when it will change. When you have not just black people, when you have all white people, all my all people on this planet that care about human issues in America, then I feel things will change here because the laws will get changed because people change the laws based on pressure. Pressure gets changed. People go through the laws and say about George Floyd, this is George Floyd law, right? That's gonna be passed. Look how fast they passed that Kobe Bryant law. Kobe Bryant just died. Now they passed the law for him. Why? 
because he was celebrity and they said, oh, we need to pass this to make sure we don't keep losing celebrities. But yet all these black people that died, there's nothing that they say about it. They cool with just letting us die. But the moment we put pressure on them and actually make them do something, and it's not just us, it's everyone around the world saying, nah, this needs to change. Then the politicians are like, okay, yeah, let's let's do it because of that peer pressure. But right now what we have is this, someone gets murdered, everyone talks about it, we don't do anything. We're gonna be in the streets, burn down our own community, which doesn't solve anything. We've done that for years. We're all gonna be saying prayers for the family, which does nothing at all. We all go back to our TikTok videos. We all go back to our own life. We all go back to not focusing on things. And then a week later, it happens again. Everybody is sick and tired of it, but it's only a certain segment that's sick and tired of it. And it's only like, we, we all sit here and we all sit up here and we're sick and tired of it. But it gotta come to a point where I gotta care about your life. Right. I gotta care about your life and your kids the same way you each care about minds. Right. And everybody that's on this platform, that's what's gonna take. It, it has to take everybody caring about what's going on. I should care about, hey, Dave and his family is good. And if something happened to Dave and his family, that's a problem for me, for right. my family. Right now, everybody, probably when you go up in the hood, you're just taught to just survive and then get out. And once you get out, you try to get as far away as possible. Right. Nobody's taught to strive. Like we don't want to, we all in survival mode. And once we get in survival mode and we get a little something, we move far away and we're all about, I'm doing me. Mm -hmm. And when you have that mentality, that's why they're allowed to be able to do this stuff to us. And we react the way we react. Because until we care about each other, life, we all have that mentality. We all feel like that. It's not going to change because that's what's going to change it. Because now they're going to realize, okay, they're not going to allow us to keep on doing that. It's going to stop. And I believe that when you do that, when you have people that legitimately care and we're not going to let this person be a hashtag or a meme, and then you go back the next week and then you stick you back on TikTok videos and you back just doing you, you want to get over it now nah. we going we going we going to push and push until you make some changes until you mm -hmm. make we're not going to be waiting years you can make changes right now it's just that we don't have the support to do it all the people that are talking about support where's it at you got people burning down stuff right where they at why are we burning down that we should be going right to congress and right to people that make the laws and we should be marching there People mad about the president. Where did they go to? They went to Capitol Hill, the people that make the laws. So that way something could get done. We got to go to somewhere that's going to actually make something for us. Instead of burning up or arguing. Go ahead, Sorry, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, you know how I get about this topic. Oh, yes, indeed, brother. We love it. We love it. We love it. He mad. Passionate. Hey, look, I, I don't sound like a robot no more, right? Nah, you stay, nah. brother. Hey, look, uh, the original question was, um, uh, are, are there good cops? Yes, right? there's such thing. And what I was, what I was saying is, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a good cop or a bad cop. You're in a bad institution you know what i'm saying like you know like imagine this right just to put it in layman's terms right an example 
imagine getting jumped by 20, 20 dudes, right? You get your behind kicked. You see one of the dudes that was there. You're like, yo, you one of the dudes that jumped me. I'm ready to give you the business. He's like, yo, I didn't touch you at all. Does it matter? No. Does it matter that he didn't hit you and he was a part of that 20? It doesn't, it no. doesn't matter, right? So it's the same thing with cops. Like, it don't matter if you're a good cop. Now you come from a system that's corrupted. Right. That's a fact. Yeah? So good cop, bad cop, it, it doesn't even matter. Like I, I see, I watch cops uh review situations after somebody gets shot, right? Like I watch like ex-cops or, or cops or whatever, they review the situation and be like, oh, this should have been done, that should have been done, this should have been done, right? That don't make me look at you like, yeah, you know what? That's a that's a good one right there. Like, no, like you one of them. Right. Like, I don't, care for you either so um, and i'm saying that for example like the first time i seen the situation with uh what's his name dante Wright, right yeah yeah first time i seen the situation is with uh ex-cop officer tatum reviewing it i don't know if y'all know about uh officer tatum yeah he reviews incidents when they happen um police incidents when they happen or whatever he says you know the entire situation could have been avoided you know what i'm saying he says Mm -hmm. you know the lady cop should be fired but not arrested because she's just an idiot. She's not a criminal. And I got to disagree because with that job comes great responsibility. You have to know when you sign up, if you do a bozo move, you can lose your job and your freedom. And that's how we'll know we have the appropriate people working the job. You know what I'm saying? Lose your job and your freedom if you mess up. Yes. You know what I'm mean? saying? Mm-hmm. So we don't gotta defund the police, retrain them, and all that other crap that people keep talking about. We gotta hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And not just us, the system. We gotta hold the system accountable to hold the individuals accountable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mean? saying? So right. that's, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Like it's it's no such it's no real such thing as a good cop in a in a in a horrible system. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think that <clears throat> I, I I think that people have it confused with good individuals dressing up in the uniforms and portraying to be good cops. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 do have good you have people who have good personalities you have people who have that caring personality and they put that uniform on and we see them and we like that's a good cop or because you see a cop praying with someone in the street we say that's a good cop or someone might post something on youtube or any social um media outlet with cops playing basketball with the kids and we say, yeah, there are good cops. But a lot of that stuff is staged. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of that stuff is staged. And um, the same way how when uh, when they uh, 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 brutally attack one of us and then they say, you know, they don't want to release, the police department would say, we don't want to release anything until we find out the details all the details, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, so basically we won't know what they did with that video or that body cam until we see it. 
which is, I don't know, a, a, a week later, whatever the case may be. But it's the same thing when I see these cops posing, playing basketball with the kids and handing food out. I'm like, we don't know what went on before that. Like, we don't know if once they, after that, after they said cut, they tape everything, put everything up, pack everything up and leave. We don't know that. We just know from what we see. And I think that you do have a, a couple of individuals, like you have Sergeant Carol Dorsey, who's out there in California. She's one of those cops who chose to jump in. She's seen, she's seen, she's seen a person getting strangled, a black man getting strangled by a cop. She chose to jump in. Right now, with her jumping in, there was consequences with her you know, having to go to court, losing her job and having to fight for a job, all of that. So now she's not a cop anymore, um, but she is she is a sergeant. She wrote books and stuff like that. And she's in full support of the black community, but she's not a cop anymore. She's not. But she's still on the front lines for us, speaking for us, but she's not in the system, she's outside of the system, giving us advice on how to handle that. Then you got another one by the name of um, Dr. Delancey uh, Davis, Dr. Delancey Davis out there in New Jersey, same thing. He decided to get into the force just to kind of help out with his music career, but then wind up loving the people. But he noticed he was in a corrupt system. So Within him being in that corrupt system, he made a couple of moves and it cost him his job. So again, now he's not a cop. He's a retired sergeant or whatever, but he's not inside it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's not on the back. He's on the battle lines fighting for us, but he's with us. That's only two that I could mm -hmm. think of that actually said, I'm going to side up with the people. Mm -hmm. I'm on side up with what's right. And you don't see that with these other cops. So when people tell me that there's a lot of good cops out there, I say, show me. Show me. Where are they? Because if there are good cops, good cops will do good things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, good cops would do good things. So if you see... Um, if you see a person that has their knee on a person, another fellow's neck, you're supposed to back them off and say, nah, 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 chill. They're going to second guess pulling that gun out and shooting you versus if I come in and I come and I say, yo, nah, chill, chill, chill. Automatically, they got rights to pull out their gun and shoot. Mm. So in that case, why don't the good cops, for everybody who say that there are good cops out there, I think all of us agree that you might have that. Yeah. Why don't they stand up for the community? We're not talking about taking sides versus it's us versus them. We're talking about right versus wrong. When you're with your partner and he's talking that slave code stuff and he's on code with his whiteness, why don't you as the good cops stand up and stand out? Why don't y'all band together and become a part of the community? That's my that's my thing to to everyone who says that uh, there are good cops. I think that there's, they're mistaken. It's my my strong opinion is that there are good people posing as good cops. 
And mm-hmm. therefore we see it and our assumption is, wow, that's a good cop because they did one good thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If, if I mean like Nux is a business man, he's a big business manager. Jay, you a manager. Ty, you play ball and you coach. If y'all do one good deed for the day, I can't say, man, that's a, that is a, these are, these are the good managers. I got to see more. I can't mm-hmm. just go off of what I see. I got to see more. I got to see the the effects of it, not just the effects, but the effects. Well, well, not not to cut you off, Dave, but look, um, we, like you said, like we tend to treat good individuals as good cops. Like, it don't necessarily correlate. Like, just because man, like, for example, my man is trying to, you know, be a cop or whatever. He, he come out here every now and then and he has to do certain exams or whatever the case is. He can't automatically say he's going to be a good cop because he's a good dude. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't say that. Like, that's the definition of being biased. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what you doing the job that makes you good? You know what I'm saying? And you know we do have good cops, <laughs> the ones who are not cops anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. know what I'm saying? So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you need people yep. that intervene. They seen something that wasn't right, and they lost their job. Right. Because it's a bad system. Right. right. It's a bad system. Right. So if you're saying that there's good cops, and then when I enforce a good person on the situation, and I'm penalized for that, how is it possible I can be a good cop? How is that even possible? It's mm-hmm. possible, and it boils down to this: like, um, if you have if you have a drug dealer, right, he goes out and gives food to the community, right? Uh huh. Does that right? Mm-hmm. He does that. They don't. Those cops that that's, cops, that's, 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 that's a good drug dealer. That's a good drug dealer. He's, he he goes out and he feeds the people in the hood. He feeds the people who's doing the homeless people. He yep. does the community. Mm-hmm. Nobody, none of those cops when they arrest him say this is a good drug dealer here. Yep. We need to take it easy on him and not try to kill him. When they take it easy, because that's a good. That's one of the good ones right there. Nah, right. saying that's a drug dealer. He mm-hmm. does the that, and if he get the chance, shoot to kill. That's what they do. So when a cop playing ball with a kid, that doesn't do anything for me. Exactly. But I mean, that's just nothing for me. So I'm like, okay, what is doing your job? Show me doing your job every single day, and show me how you interact with the community. If you're known in the community, and we have some cops that we grew up around that were known in the community that wouldn't do certain things, right? But at the same time. When those certain people that did those things and grew up in Soundview, when they right. did certain, I noticed that person didn't say anything. So you mm-hmm. can't be the cop anymore because right. you're there, you're watching them. When me and my friend was coming out of high school, they told me and my friend to jump over the fence just to entertain them, just to entertain us. Me wow. and Manny, Remember Manny. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Jump over the fence just to entertain them. We was coming out of school. We was inside the school and they said, hey, we was coming out. Hey, what y'all doing? Come over here. We came over to the came over to the fence. Hey, we want y'all to jump over the fence. And we're looking at them like, what, for what? Like, yeah, y'all better jump over the fence we, we, unless we're going to come over there. They made us jump over the fence. 
So I'm like, this is what you became a cop to do? And that good cop that I thought was good, I learned that back then. He didn't say a word. He didn't like it. I could tell he was uncomfortable, but he didn't say a word. He just sat there and let it happen. There was also a female there with him. This happened when I was like 16, 17. Wow. I'm 36 old and I still remember it. So it's like, there was a female there. She was uncomfortable about it. So it's like, when they got cops doing this type of stuff and nobody corrects it, and then when you do correct it and step in, the justice system fire you for it, that's, that's all I need to know. All I need to know is that you don't want good cops in your system. You want them to do as they told, which is to keep black people out of rich white neighborhoods. Right. And to keep minorities in the hood where you where they feel that we belong and to keep them out of these rich affluent areas so that way we don't have no crime. We want to keep the rich affluent area crime free and they feel protected and we want to keep minorities in these hood where they belong there. And if you come around this rich night rich white and Florida neighborhoods, you need we need to ask you what are you doing over here? Right. Why are you why are you over here? That's what they're there for. If there's any other reason than that, go back to the hood. You know, we don't want you over here. So mm -hmm. that's what they're there for. They're not there for anytime they do anything else good or they try to stop someone from getting choked out. Why are they being fired for that? Why are they not being commended? Now, if they were being commended, I could say, okay, maybe the system is changing. They're not being commended for that. They're being fired. Hey, why did you jump in when he was choking that person? They're not sitting there saying, hey, you're the right. They're being fired. So I know what you're pretty much telling me. If you get choked out, who's defenseless, stop it. They're looking at you like, why'd you stop it? We wanted the person to get choked out. So you end up stopping it. We don't want you. We don't want, we don't want the person to live. Mm -hmm. Know what it is. Right. They're giving us the answer to the test. They're giving us the answer to the test. We all we gotta do is just watch it. We gotta watch TV. We'll watch it another month from now. We'll be right here sitting about another individual. Maybe not even a month from now because it looks like it happens like almost every other week now. Exactly. And we'll be right here sitting here talking about it, and people will sit here and saying he should have complied. But then the ones that do comply that are still in the morgue right now, they just quiet about. George Floyd started a march around the whole world because people felt uncomfortable because they couldn't figure that one out. They're like, why do they keep kneeling on his neck? Gonna figure that out. It started a worldwide. That was the first one that I talked to talk to people at my job about. They couldn't figure that one out. They was like, uh, they was they. You could tell they wanted they wanted to solve the police. And I said to them, what did he do wrong there? And they was like, well, I don't really know why they why they did that. Doesn't make sense to me. They couldn't figure it out. I said, oh, could it be that what I was talking about about these cops out of control? Could it be that they really are out of control? Well, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I just hard to believe that they did. I'm like, it's not hard to believe. I told you this happening for years. I watched it. I watched them pop a blood vessel in my friend Damien's eye and sound be growing up because he wouldn't get off a fence that he was there. Like, Why gotta get off the fence? Like, I'm just laying over here. Laying. They grabbed him, get off the fence. So it's like we watch them do certain stuff to us because they want you to comply immediately. Mm. If you don't give them that instant gratification, they at your neck because they feel like we don't. You don't have the right to question me. You don't have the right to ask why are you stopping me if I'm stopping you. You deserve to be stopped. And they're giving us the answer to the test. They're not to be trusted. They're not to be 
uh, put on a pedestal until they actually fix the system. And then we could put them on a pedestal and then say, they're doing the right thing. But the system is showing us with all these dead bodies in the morgue every year and with us fearing for our kids and our children every time they go out in the streets, we got to have this talk with them that pretty much they have to stand like a statue. Like, really, this is what we're saying. And this is my mentality. I'm a little mentality is... When I have, I have a daughter and I feel like when females are stopped, it's a little bit different protocol with them. They tend to relax more with females. It's more of the males. But if I ever have a son, I'm going to tell my son, listen, there's certain ways that you have to ask when you get stopped by the cops. But at the end of the day, I want my son to come home to me. But at the end of the day, if my son is doing everything right and he's still murdered, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't, I'm running out of stuff to say to make sure to have this conversation with him. Like, what do, what do you say to your kids to, for them not to come back murdered when they, you got people sitting in a car and they tell you, hey, you have a weapon on you? Yes, I do. And then you say, hey, can you give it to me? You give it to them and you get blasted. You tell them to reach for it and they sometimes they get blasted too. So it's like, what do you tell your kids how to survive? We're running into a catch 22. So how do you live? How do you live in an encounter when you have an officer already has in his mind that I'm going to blast this cop? I'm going to blast this kid if he even moves wrong, even looking funny. Like we got cops. You have to get rid of those people off the force that come in with that mentality. I'm going to blast you if you even give me, a, if you even move an inch or look at me, man, I feel like I need to blast you. We got to get them off the force. Ty, you look like you're in deep thought, brother. I was just hearing him just go off. You <laughs> stand a lot. Like I like I, I try not to get myself in too much of that. So I basically, to be honest, I don't go nowhere. So mm -hmm. if I mean, deal with officers, I, it's very least now as I got older. So just by him, me hearing his story, his testimony in certain situations that I really wasn't aware of, it's like more knowledge to me. Like wow, like okay. Now mm -hmm. I'm more in tune because I try so much to be away from all that. I try to keep my kids away from all that. But like from what he was saying, like it is in a sense, it is difficult for those who actually are like, like I said, my um, my family member, she ended up getting fired because she wasn't, she didn't agree with certain situations that was going on. So that's what I'm saying. Like there was, I was mm -hmm. actually on the force. He feels like it's nothing he really can do. Still need to provide uh -huh. family, but it's certain certain things he really can't say. But right now he in the process of trying to branch off. That's why I want to. That's why I want to see his name because now. Right, right. You straight. Yeah, you don't got. Yeah, he trying to find a way to try to branch off right now. But he's he feel lost. Like yo, I feel disrespected. I don't even feel comfortable working now. Uh -huh. Like I feel like I was making a good deed now to the point the people who I normally was you know helping and talk to now they look at me funny. Like uh -huh. I'm, I'm I'm uncomfortable now. So, just a second. So now, like he feel like I ain't need. I gotta, I gotta do another venture. Like, I gotta go take whatever pension I have and just start. I make my own business. Or go mm -hmm. God, right right now. Especially what happened to George Floyd. It's like it went crazy. Like yo, I'm like, what's going on? Yo, man, it's crazy, man. It's to the point, man. Like it's like I'm on, I'm on the street. I'm on loan. Those who I actually was helping, they looking at me funny. Like I'm the op. I'm like, in a sense, you are. You guilty by association, which is the wrong job to take right now. Mm -hmm. The one I want to take right now. So you 
sign up for this. You've been through situations, a job that you already in right now. You've been through that situation. Like mm -hmm. his goal was just try to be that one to try to change everything. Mm -hmm. Not just you. It's more than it's got to be. Got to be a, a million of you. Mm -hmm. Nice. Right, right. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying so. Like every time it's like things die down, and he gets you know the people who he was actually in the neighborhood with on his side. Something happens, and they look at him funny. Mm -hmm. Get him sideways, so he didn't. He didn't feel too uncomfortable. Like, he didn't feel comfortable at all. So right now he had a vintage kind of branch off, which is sad to the point where the other knuckleheads that's you know killing people with stuff like that. And now you force some guys who basically train their life to try to protect and serve and do the right thing. What's out their job? What's out their career that they work hard for? Mm -hmm. Or some, you know, something that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like careless, like yeah, I gotta take different protocols to that. I don't have to like once again. I said before, you don't have to restrain, like be so physical with people, like especially those who who comply, the ones who actually be tough. Y'all the ones, like come on, like y'all have white, you have white people. I seen a video with a white dude was chasing the cops with a knife. Yeah, I seen that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A knife and a, 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 one of us can have a, a goddamn uh, like a do rag, whatever we get popped. Like that don't make sense at all. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm trying to have like, like more conversations with my my family member. He's just like, yo, it's just they basically train them to kill. Yes. Any means, regardless, you feel any type of threat. So called. You got to make a home to your family first. You're not worried about that other person who you kill have a family. That's a fact. What if, what if you gotta you gotta come to this come to the street? You do a you're a police officer. You gotta come and do your job as if you you one of us now. Like what if the guy who you were talking to is you? How you want to approach him? How do how do you want to be approached? What if the other person approach you aggressive? Oh, like disrespectful? Nah, you gotta like the, the same way I like you teach your kids, man. Like, you know how you want to be treated, you gotta treat others. More respect, you gotta give respect. Mm -hmm. Somebody that treats you the nice way, you gotta do the other uh, other way. And if you don't see the return, then you gotta just go like going on separate ways. Mm -hmm. Then to feel like they need to so be, be so physical and like, yeah, we understand y'all scared. We scared too. Right, we different. Y'all not portioning us like you scared. I mean, I mean, like y'all not portioning us like y'all scared. We mm -hmm. in the we don't know what's going on. Like, like, like you see a blue light, right to the point that I drive and see a blue light. I turn on the volume of my car. I try to see if like the, the mirrors are straight and all. That's trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's sad. And the cops go right. I, I pull over sometimes. Like, if, like if I drive down the road and I see a cop drive behind me, I turn on purpose. This is something like like be behind me. Like I'm okay, they drive me like five minutes in. Let me turn this right real quick. They go past me. Now I gotta make a U-turn and go back to the regular night. It's like that's that's whack. You know what I'm saying? And y'all put that fear in us. Y'all not protected, we don't feel safe. How y'all doing that? We understand y'all scared, but we we terrified. But I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how they scared. They got a they got a, they got a bulletproof vest on. They got a gun. They got a taser. You just got a, a shirt and a shirt and jeans on, and it's like, it, you know what I mean? You know? Then understand it. They got a crazy job, but bro. I got a shirt and jeans on, and you got a bulletproof vest. Right. 
And you still scared. I don't get it. I don't understand, man. I don't understand why it can't be feared. It's gotta be after a while, it stopped being fear, it started being this is what you want to do. Because when you stop somebody and you actually shoot that person, is that what you is that what you was going for? Because a lot of times is a lot of times if stuff I feel a cop is following me, I'll go into a gas station and get out the car and just see. And sometimes they'll stay by and just watch and just look at you, and then I'll get back in the car, and then they, they'll I'll see them running my information, and then they'll, then they'll see, okay, everything's legit, and then they'll drive off. Or that one time a guy stopped me at Chase when I was going to go pick up my daughter from school. And um, he says to me, do you, have a crim- do you have a criminal record? And I said, why would I have a criminal record? Like, why would I have a criminal record? And he's like, well, I don't know you. And I said, well... You're pulling me over. So obviously you stopped me for a reason. So why you, why would you pull me over and ask him about criminal records? Because I had a hoodie on. I'm looking at him like, here's my information. Just take my information and run it. You'll see, I've never been arrested. Don't have a criminal record. Just run information. Let me be on my way. Why would you sit up there and ask me, you got a criminal record? Like, how, how you look at somebody and just assume that, right? So the stereotypes is what's getting people killed because they automatically see black and they see criminal and that's the whole point why i'm saying why shows like these are so important they see black and they see this person to take care of his kids right like shocked at the fact that i'm going to go pick up my daughter from school and they see me holding hands with my daughter and bringing her home and taking care of her we go to the store and they look all shocked and all smile all happy i'm like this is what my dad did with me that's because this, it's, a, I, it's systemic it's systemic it's a stereotype it's a stereotype the stereotypes don't realize the stereotypes is what's getting us murdered because those stereotypes and post people minds is oh this person is a deadbeat this person is a loser this person is someone's going out killing people so when they see any black person dead they're like yeah he probably stopped him from killing other people when realize this is just a regular person trying to make ends meet take care of his family and all that the stereotypes are getting us killed and it's not stereotype is, yeah. is the is the their idea of us right yeah. you, you remember um they've been abused us our entire life right mm-hmm. so now they're just waiting on that get back because of how they react you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they know that they were st- stood for what we uh what we've been through right mm-hmm. so the idea that we are gonna get back at them Mm-hmm. Is what causes them to be afraid of, right? So anytime they see a bit of anger, they're like, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like, there you go. As for me, I personally, I've, I've been kind of silent this whole time because it's just regenerating my my hate for them. Like, I hate mm-hmm. cops. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, and it's no exception. Like, I hate cops. The one reason that I hate cops, not for me, for my son. You know mm-hmm. why? My son absolutely love cops. They love cops. And I know it's only a matter of time before they break their heart. And that upsets the hell out of me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't feel them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I know that this won't change. Like we could come together, we can, you know, kumbaya about it. But at the end of the day, if the system ain't changed, ain't changing. Ain't nothing gonna happen. 
somebody gonna get killed next week or two weeks from that. Yeah. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. I I remember, remember, you remember this, Dave. Once upon a time, we all went to Westchester to cop orange wallets after Amadou Diallo. You remember right, that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man got shot for pulling out his wallet after being, or, or, you know what I mean? After being asked for his identification. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good on them, man. Um, unless they change the entire system, I'm going to keep cheating them like the criminals that they are. You know what I mean? I, will I ever give them a hard time? No. A cop stopped me. You might as well call me a a, 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 a chump. Call me one too. But I'm following everything they say. I treat a cop stopping me the same way I treat somebody trying to rob me. I ain't going to scream, yo, I got a right. I got a, my rights is this. Like, no, nope, do what you got to do so I get up out of here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What you got to do so I get up out of here. I'll throw myself on the floor. Get up against the wall. I ain't saying I do not, nothing. I'm just treating it the same way I would treat it as if I was getting out. Mm-hmm. Say what you need, man. All right. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I. You could hear me? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. All right. All right. You have a good day. All right. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, they, if, they, if the cops shoot me... They had every intention to do so before they even before they even stopped me. They, mm-hmm. they were coming up like, oh, we we gonna test your gun out today. We're gonna body this young man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I won't give you a piece of a reason to shoot me. I'm not gonna question you. I'm not gonna say why you stopped me. I'm not gonna say, oh no, I ain't getting out the car. None of that. You getting everything you need. You getting mm-hmm. everything you need. Because at the end of the day, you're robbing me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You robbing me of, of my manhood when you right. treating me a little biatch. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But you, when, when you treat me a certain way, but I got to be okay with that because I got to live to tell a story or or, or live to question my, my family, friends, and, uh, and strangers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and, and that's just it. Like, I, I could care less. I could, I could care less. And, and it's sad that I see like a cop is shot or something like that. Like I don't even sympathize. I right. don't, and that's so inhumane to me. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I mean? So, so, it comes down to this. They say, uh, you know, we had a cop. Uh, we had a uh, kid get shot, and I was looking though in my center. I remember before. And the cops were there. Saw the blood before, and um, the cop told the mother of the person was shot. Why are you calling us? We don't care if y'all kill each other. Why are you calling us for? That's exactly what he told the mother, right? I had to be probably 11 or 12 years old. I never forgot that. Never forgot that. I'm looking at this cop and he's saying that to the mother. Why are y'all calling us? We don't care if y'all kill each other. Y'all just going to be y'all are shooting each other anyway. Why are y'all calling us for? Y'all, y'all doing that thing? So I'm like, okay, so you're not even here to do your job. You're just here because they made you come over here to just investigate. So you're telling me not to call y'all and you're telling her not to kill people and y'all saying y'all don't care if we kill each other and all that stuff. So we got people on the force like that. And I, I get what you're saying. You got to do everything right. 
but you can do everything right and still not make it home because of people like that on the force who's saying, yeah, I'm pulling you over because I'm going to bother you today. And I know that I could get away with it. I could bother you and say, hey, he, he flinched and he missed. And then all of a sudden, my body camera don't work. And it's your work versus theirs. And guess what? Next thing you know, you punched them in the face. You this, this, and that. And we all know your character. We all know, nah, that's not, that's not how he is. That's not what he's gonna do. You heard of this man? Can't prove it. Can't prove it. That's why. I, that's why I said it. Yeah. So that's y'all right. know what? Hey, you got this recorded, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Get no problems out of me. Mm-hmm. So, 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 I would say this. It's all systemic. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We as black people gotta understand that. It's not P's and Q's with the police. We at war, you know what I'm saying? From the time, from before when they brought us over in the slave ships, then now we're here after the slave ships, we immediately was at war. So all of this goes back, all the way back to the paddy rollers, you know saying, the night watchers, they would do the same thing. After the after um so after the Civil War, you had them releasing the black codes and they were like stopping blacks, questioning them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, for they considered it as a reason, but for us, it's no reason. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they looking at us and they like, yo, he this free black person walking around. Nah, nah, nah. Let's pull him over. Let's stop him. And at the time. You know what I'm saying? These dudes wasn't even made policemen yet. They were still watchers. That's where the term watchmen come from. Like, mm-hmm. they were still night watchers. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we have to come to an understanding that the the the, the so-called good cops, I don't know about that because the system is corrupt from the core. It's been corrupt from the core. So if your system... If your policing started out enslaving people and to ensure the enslavement and to treat people inhumanely and take away their rights, abuse their women, kill their women, abuse their children and kill their children, um, uh, take away the man's dignity in front of his family, in front of all of his community. If that's what your system is based on and it's never been changed, I don't care what civil rights act you passed in 1964 all of that that stuff doesn't pan out because they continue to do it and just imagine we got cameras now and we're able to videotape these things but what about in 1944 and in 1919 where there was we didn't have cameras to just record and put it on the internet you had to go by word of mouth but the word of mouth was to see our people hanging from trees but who ensured that so you had the Ku Klux Klan who was on the rise and you had the Black Knights who was on the rise committing these crimes, but who ensured that? It's the police. When you go back and you just type in lynchings and you look at pictures of the lynchings, a lot of the time you see policemen there during the lynchings enforcing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's They would system- have to people from the jail and, to, and give Exactly, exactly. So that system right there has always been there, you know what I'm saying? But um, fellas, I didn't want to mean, I didn't mean to hold you this long, but I appreciate you. 
your big time taking out your day to spend it with a little person like me. I appreciate y'all. Bro, appreciate you anytime, man.